Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. The Xfinity Studios at WVON. We're your original social media. You're listening to American Heroes, hosted by Cliff Kelly on WVON AM 1690. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group. Today is Saturday, September 25th, 2021. My name is Sean Claiborne, National Guard veteran, filling in for host Cliff Kelly and also Dr. Damon Arnold. September is National Suicide Prevention Month and Hispanic Heritage Month. Executive producer is Glenda Smith and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And welcome to the show. And today we have a great show for you. We're going to also uh, honor this month being September National Suicide Month Prevention. And also we're going to uh, have some good information for you as far as legally speaking. So we have someone special on our on our lot line right now, and that is Stephen J. Seidman, the founding attorney of Seidman Law Offices with over 30 years experience in trial lawyer focused on personal injury. Steve is America's Heroes Group partner, sponsor, and advisory board member. Welcome, Steve Day Seidman. How are you doing today, sir? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Very, very well. Good. So a lot's going on here since the last time I was on the show about a month ago. Um, and uh, it's nice to meet you, by the way, Sean. Um, I, kind of uh, a couple of things have come up this month. One is that... Uh, there's been some class action suits filed against the military. One was by the Air Force uh, veteran, veterans uh, who actually uh, were affected by uh, certain PTSD, um, which is, of course, uh, the psychological problems that they encountered uh, during uh, their military service. And uh, this actually came up just on September 13th. Uh, not that long ago, obviously, where two former Air Force airmen filed a class action lawsuit to actually force the service to review thousands of less than honorable discharges awarded since 9-11 to members with a traumatic brain injury or mental health issue. Now, the reason that this becomes so important is um, uh, there there have been a lot of denials uh, of, uh, of basic uh, 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 disability uh, and administrative dismissals and even court martials for people who have had mental PTSD mm-hmm. who have come out of the army. And of course, when there are uh, discharges that are dishonorable, we all know that that affects uh, the ability to get a job. It affects the ability to, uh, uh, to get certain benefits. So uh, getting a, dis- a, a, a dishonorable discharge and 
is very, you know, kind of sorted on your record. Now, a lot of people have been sort of categorized as been been, uh, dishonorably discharged because they have mental problems and they were victims of military sexual assault or post-traumatic stress disorder or head injuries. And there was a settlement that was reached a few years ago that said, you've got to look at these cases separately, individually, to determine whether or not these mental disabilities are what affected their conduct uh, in, the, in, the, in the armed forces. And if uh, this settlement said that they, the Army, for instance, agreed to review all uh, then less than honorable discharges for eligible service members. And, of course, there are allegations that they did not. This new lawsuit was brought by the Air Force, an individual who uh, named, was named Martin Johnson, uh, and he was deployed to Iraq in 2007. He said a car, blown, car bomb exploded near his base, shaking everything and triggering him into a deep depression. He was sensitive to loud noises and, and had a lot of relationship in, in issues. Despite the fact that he'd earned multiple awards and accolades, he, he engaged in minor misconduct. He failed to keep his lawn fully mowed. Remember, that was it. His lawn fully mowed was one of the charges, and he was given a discharge uh, under honorable conditions, uh, but then uh, subsequently could not get his discharge, his discharge upgraded uh, to where it needs to be. So, and, and so, so one, one second, Mr. Mr. Seidman. You're saying that this soldier was discharged because he didn't cut his grass. It was one of the allegations in his less than honorable discharge was that his grass was not mowed appropriately, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, there he had had some relationship issues and behavioral problems after his return from, uh, from combat, uh, and uh, he obviously must have had some other minor misconduct, but one of those minor misconducts was failing to keep his lawn fully mowed. So he was given, this is how picky unish this was, but the allegation was, really wasn't, it was because he was mentally unstable, and, you know, let's face it, uh, th- those people sometimes are, are kind of categorized uh, unfairly. Um, there was another airman, uh, who served, and she was raped, air woman. She was raped during her military service. She's also part of this class action. She's only known as Jane Doe. Of course, after being raped, she later developed post-traumatic stress disorder, and it manifested herself in misconduct, uh, and she was awarded an other-than-honorable discharge, uh, similar, similarly to the other uh, individual. And uh, she you know, denied her a host of benefits medical services, disability compensation, education benefits. And the point here, Sean, is that veterans like these, they put themselves, they agreed to put their country above themselves, and in return they expected to be taken care of fairly. And sure enough, many of these people develop mental health disabilities or experience mental sexual trauma. And your executive producer, our executive producer, uh, Linda Smith, I mean, this is what she's worked so hard for, to change. And in fact, things have changed, but uh, all these people have got discharges for less than honorable, such as these two people, because really their their, uh, mental issues, they're now hopefully going to be reviewed. This class action just went into effect a couple weeks ago. We'll hopefully speak to that. Now, why is this important? 
Well, we just talked about this is National Suicide Month, and we also should know that we did a show when when uh, a while ago that the military, the veterans' suicide is among the highest rates of suicide known. Mm-hmm. Um, and why is it? Uh, for many reasons. And this is National Suicide Prevention Month. And in fact, knowing that the suicide rate among veterans is highest or higher than the general public. This month, we have all seen that there's been a pullout in Afghanistan. And New York Times wrote an excellent article this week about the uh, actual trauma uh, caused to people, veterans, because of this pullout. Why? Because they feel that uh, that uh, they maybe they did, what they did was not worthwhile. Right, twenty maybe years and not much to show for it afterwards. Exactly. So well, now when they go back and they're struggling with the health problems, with trauma, with the feelings of displacement and alienation, um, all of these things that they're now faced with. Why did I do it? What mm-hmm. What did I do? And that's why individuals who are listening. I believe need to have, a, you know, get counseling for this type of thing because this is a major problem. Mm-hmm. And, and on that point, we, though, I'm not to my, uh, Mr. Seidman. So we mm-hmm. we saw the debacle of getting out of Afghanistan. We saw people flinging to hanging on to airplanes as they're taken off. People getting run over at the, on the tarmac. So how much preparation um, have you seen um, far as returning veterans from such a long and traumatic experience, 20 years of war? Um, and seeing some of the most heart-wrenching and most devastating things where you see families being broken in Afghanistan, you're seeing you're trying your best to try to make a difference. And then at the end of the day, the regime that you ousted is back in power, meaning the Taliban. So what do you did you see? Do you see anything happening now with all the hindsight of all the previous conflicts we've been involved in over the last hundred years since or at least since Vietnam? Even it's talking about just since Vietnam. Are we doing better as far as getting veterans the support structure they need so when they return home, they have the counseling, they have resources they can turn to to talk about their concerns? In my opinion, no. And I think that this is kind of raw, right, because this just this this withdrawal just occurred. But in my opinion, I'm not saying it. What I what I did see this week, interestingly, was there's a, a, a potential GI Bill for Afghan allies, which you know, there were translators who helped us. And we all heard about these people. Uh, these were folks who helped uh, this, the armed services in Afghanistan when there was this war going on, and they helped us, and then they were sort of left, and, and now some of them are out of the country. So we've seen some type of humanitarian, military, and development organizations who want to access to training and education for those folks, and that's a good thing. But what I'm not seeing is the use of the GI Bill uh, in, in, and other instrumentalities over the last several weeks in reintegrating American service members returning uh, from, from war and, and helping them usher into uh, this era. And I'm a little concerned about it. I think that the VA is, is really uh, is maybe not set up for it. I think that that has to be a push during the next weeks. Um, in a major way to see that, that people are going to get what they need done here. And that is the counseling, the psychological help, um, and all these things. Uh, and, you know, many of these people have physical ailments. They were exposed to burn pits. 
and we'll talk about burn pits in a moment, but burn pits are where they threw all every toxin. They, and even at the end of this occupation, they were throwing military parts. They were burning stuff mm-hmm. so that the Taliban couldn't get a hold of it, right? But where does the toxic uh, fumes go to? It goes in the atmosphere, which these people breathe, right. and it causes, the, it causes cancers. And we'll get into a, uh, an example in a moment. And even uh, President Biden, I think, attributes the death of his son, Bo, to uh, to the toxic burn pits. Mm. Um, so we have a bunch of stuff that we're, we're in the throes of maybe being able to help these people come home um, and veterans who are faced now with this kind of uh, a feeling. And what what have we done? Uh, you know, what what did we do this for? All this is for naught. Uh, and wait, this isn't uh, an imaginary thing. And if if people could look at the New York Times article that was written this week on it, it's a very uh, excellent article, and it talks about how uh, there are so many people going through so many um, problems as a result of the invisible issues, uh, the struggles that they're having internally, and and especially when we have suicide at the rate we do with veterans. Um, we don't need any more, not one more. And I think that in answer to your question, no, there isn't, uh, in my opinion, been a better or improved way to do this. That's, that's depressing. Now, legally speaking, is what's the remedy for people? These these uh, veterans are having lawsuits. Some of the service members are discharged. What's the remedy for them? Is there monetary awards that could be handed to these to these people? Is, there, is it just about getting aid or help or counseling? Yes. And uh, in in the last couple of shows, we've been talking a little bit about disability uh, and military disability and veterans disability programs that allow, for instance, burn pit um, compensation uh, for psychological, for PTSD, uh, for all of those things. And and what we've noticed, and Dr. Arnold and I were talking about it, and actually Yale Law School brought a class action for it as well. And by the way, this last class action with Air Force veterans, was also brought by Yale Law School and their legal clinic. They do an excellent job. But the discrimination on these disability claims between the people of color and others, and it was Dr. Arnold's contention, uh, and it actually was borne out in this class action suit, that the statistics show uh, that people of color get treated less favorably than people who aren't of color for disability consideration, meaning getting disability benefits. So mm-hmm. in answer to your question, there are no lawsuits per se you could bring against the military if you're a military person because of something called the Ferris Doctrine. Mm-hmm. But you could certainly get disability compensation through these various methods that the Veterans uh, Administration allows you to. And uh, people do this for hearing loss, and we've talked about the earplug debacle. Uh, so there are disability. Now, there was one, as long as we're talking about the burn put litigation, um, there, if you're in the VA, Sean, and, and you, you get malpracticed upon, okay, and malpractice, and that's what we do as, as a law firm, um, it, it, the federal government, if the thing is brought appropriately, the lawsuit, the claims, and everything else, if you could prove that there was malpractice, then you would be able to recover monetary compensation for pain and suffering, for loss of the normal life, and for all those terrible things you get. Now, in, in Vermont, Vermont federal judges this week, on Monday, uh, approved a $3 million settlement for a veteran with limited life left uh, and his family resolving a medical malpractice claim that the VA, 
Hospital failed to diagnose the shoulder's colon cancer caused by his breathing burn pit fumes during his tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. So here, here was an individual that he went to the VA to get treated uh, at the hospital for cancer, colon cancer, that was related by the experts to be caused by burn pits. And they, they dropped the ball at the VA. So wow. he's getting a $3 million settlement. And so we see things like that in, in terms of uh, compensation if you're malpracticed upon. Your question, though, was for those who just suffer the everyday uh, terrible things that occur, this invisible uh, damages at war, uh, what they can do. Their only remedies are to go to the VA to get the help that they can psychologically, psychiatrically, and to be aggressive doing that. This counseling is very important. This this suicide issue has become a major problem. It has been one for a while, but it's a major problem. Now, we also see, you know, that you might have remembered that, that uh, Navy crash suit, which happened uh, uh, recently outside of Japanese waters. Mm-hmm. Do you recall? There, was, uh, there, there were people who died on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, uh, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the Court of Appeals not too far from us, uh, said that um, uh, their, their, uh, they, they heard argument of whether or not they would allow the, the, these cases of those people who died in that crash to be heard in the United States or in Japan. Um, because when you're in the military, and we've talked about this before in other shows, you give away a lot of rights. You give away most of your legal rights. And for the longest time, you couldn't sue for malpractice if you were in the hospitals and uh, if caused by uh, injuries of war, if it was a government hospital, because of what we call the terrorist doctrine. And that changed during the last two years, as has other things. But um, there are a lot of immunities that the, the government has established for themselves. And hopefully, as we go forward, we'll be able to open up things for military individuals to do and get more than what they are right now. Mm-hmm. So, and recently, yeah. recently there was uh, the, the Biden administration, uh, uh, under the, the VN administration, under the Biden administration, talked about and announced that they would start looking at veterans who had less than honorable discharges and getting them treatment or getting them uh, benefits and, uh, and re- evaluating what types of benefits they could be eligible for despite their less than honorable discharge. How is that how do you, how far reaching do you think that will be? And then also, will that change the the the, the way that veterans are treated and well, service members are treated? Do you see any long impacts with that announcement? Uh, yes, and in fact, I think it stems. Quite frankly, this has been given lip service a while ago, um, and then the Biden administration came in when Chuck Hagel was the defense um, uh, secretary. He said, "I'm going to make this happen." where less than honorable discharge people who have mental disabilities or mental issues get get uh, get review. That was the settlement that led to the class action I just talked about. So you would like to see it work, but that's a little lip service right now because why else would a class action suit need to be brought if it was actually being done according to what you had heard this week and we all heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, it, 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 Martin Johnson and Jane Doe those U.S. Air Force veterans, they had to file class action. That was filed on September 13th. So what it leads me to believe is that although it sounds good, it ain't, it's not happening appropriately. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why the need for this lawsuit came about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
why we're on the subject of this, we, we found out just this week that LGBTQ uh, veterans who were discharged dishonorable for sexual orientation are now going to get or be reviewed uh, because, believe it or not, you know, we had the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy. Right. And in 1993, they said, hey, you know, if you ask, you could tell, but you better not say that, that you're, you're LGBT because if you are, you'll get, you're going to get discharged. Mm-hmm. So basically these, these individuals were discharged dishonorably, less than honorable. And uh, they, they gave away life-saving benefits like health care, pensions, housing assistance, um, just because they might have violated the don't ask, don't tell because of who they were. So on the 10th anniversary of the repeal of don't ask, don't tell, uh, there was a class action, um, actually a statement uh, that from from the military that they're going to look into this because in order to re-enlist in the military and access medical care, compensation, pension, education, home loan insurance benefits, right, you, you have to have honorable discharge. You can't have less than honorable discharges. And believe it or not, those folks who had uh, those issues, those that came out before, they were they discriminated against, and they're ineligible for benefits. Mm-hmm. So the VA said in a statement this week, it hopes that this, this policy statement that says that we are now going to look at every one of these cases, it hopes that that people are now going to come out uh, and, uh, and, and complain about their less than dishonorable discharge. So I think we're seeing some stuff during this administration, Sean, that hopefully is going to make a difference. And I know we're running out of time, so I want to open it up to questions if you have any. Well, yes. The, the one thing that I, I always struggle with when it comes to VA, especially how v, veterans and our people in the, in the military are treated when it comes to legal issues, you would because because we talked about this once once before years ago. And one thing you mentioned that it's not an issue of, of money. If it's not an issue of money, then you you would think that it's an issue of being embarrassed, possibly maybe the legal ramifications of what you're liable for if you have people that get hurt in the military or. Or, or raped in the military and then all of a sudden can't get benefits. Why then, that being said, why not go ahead and take care of these veterans versus facing all the legal ramifications that will come from attorneys representing veterans for things that were egregious, things that obviously should not have happened to them? You would think that makes common sense and good sense, but we all know about politics, right, and how how, how the sounding points are for these politicians who like to espouse ridiculous views hopefully this administration will see changes it's been slow but we've seen them well so, thank, thank you mr Seidman. i appreciate your time we are out of time now you are listening to our partner and sponsor advisory board member of america's heroes group mr stephen j Seidman. america's heroes group roundtable legally speaking we are going to be back in a minute stay tuned I'm Cliff Kelly, Vietnam veteran and host of America's Heroes Group, the game changer in radio, print, and digital media programming. We are a roundtable talk show where information, resources, and referrals are provided intentionally every Saturday to empower our military population on WVON 1690 AM, the iHeart Radio app from 4 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please visit our website at www.americashg.org. 
Hi, this is Cliff Kelly, the host of America's Heroes Group. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident or the result of malpractice, you have only one chance to get the compensation you deserve. You need a law firm you can trust with experience and resources who will fight on your behalf. With a proven track record of excellence both in and out of the courtroom, call Seidman, Margulis, and Fairman at 312 312- 781-1977 for a free consultation or visit SeidmanLaw.net. That's Seidman, S-E-I-D-M-A-N, Law.net. Hey, Cliff, where can a veteran business owner go on the south side of Chicago for breakfast, lunch, and dinner meetings? I'm a veteran, and that's an easy answer. Pearl's Place on 39th and Michigan. Pearl's Place has free parking available across the street. Reasonably priced, quality food that tastes delicious. Veteran owners, there's no place like Pearl's Place. Governor of Talk Radio, your executive producer wants to know, where can I go for delicious shrimp? Any suggestions? Absolutely. The one and only veteran business owner, Harris Gulf Shrimp, at 7448 Vincennes. I personally eat there. The price and shrimp are nothing other than fantastic. Thank you, the one and only Governor of Talk Radio. Market, advertise, and sponsor your business with Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and America's Heroes Group, where information and resources are intentionally disseminated via radio, print, and social media. Call our office for more details at 312-803-2618. Payback Law is proud to sponsor and partner with Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and America's Heroes Group. I'm attorney Monica Ireland Karras of Tayback Law. If you're a veteran and you have been wrongfully denied your VA benefits or you feel your condition was not properly evaluated by the VA, visit TaybackAttorneys.com. At Tayback Law, we fight for those who fought for us. 414-375-1735. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.